Blog Talk Radio. This is Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for tuning in and for uh, listening uh, to the show on today. And today I'm excited to have you here. I'm going to be talking about the keys in recognizing personal greatness. So as we normally do, we're going to start with prayer and we're going to get right into it. I'm excited about this show because it is a it is actually um, a preview show for the upcoming Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. And so that's going to that will be happening in September, starting September 26th for eight weeks. So I'm excited about this. And so this is just a preview or a prelude to that uh, to get you ready uh, for the Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. And so um, let's start in prayer, and then we'll get right into um, the teaching for today. And this is part one. There is a part two. So today is Keys in Recognizing Personal Greatness. This is part one. Of a two-part series, and so all together we're going to give you. I'm going to teach you 12 keys um, in recognizing your personal greatness. Six on tonight, six on tomorrow, and uh, and you'll have the two episodes with the 12 keys. And we'll also tell you a little bit about what's coming up. So let's go to God in prayer. Get right into tonight's uh, today's show. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name. We honor you, Lord God, because you are truly. Uh, Uh, an awesome God, and we just thank you right now that you have created us for a relationship with you and a relationship with others, and you've also created us for greatness. You have assigned our lives to do great things, and it is up to us, Father God, by the leading of your Holy Spirit to discern what it is you have called us to do. On tonight, Holy Spirit, become the great teacher. Today, come become the great teacher as I decrease, you increase. And I pray that all that have an ear to hear will hear what you are saying to them about the greatness that has been assigned to each of their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much. So once again, uh, for those of you who are just joining, I am Minister Ginger London, and this is the, Gen- the Ginger London Ministry Show. And so tonight we're talking about, or I keep saying that today, we're talking about keys in recognizing personal greatness, and this is part one. And a lot of times, greatness is usually camouflaged. We don't really see our own greatness um, as readily as other people sometimes see the greatness in us or our, or our potential uh, to be great. And so I'm going to give you some keys on tonight um, to help you, and then part two is on tomorrow. So, you know, when we look back over uh, in uh, our Christianity, we can really, uh, when we study the scriptures carefully, we find out that uh, even Jesus' greatness was camouflaged. You know, he was, he was after he was born, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. So people didn't recognize who Jesus was. The, a few people knew who um, who was being born, but most people did not. So he, his greatness was camouflaged in him being wrapped in swaddling clothing. But he was only wrapped in those swaddling clothes for a period of, just for a season. So even if 
you can't see your own greatness or people don't recognize who you are or who God has purposed you to be, it simply may be because you have on clothes that haven't come off of you, that you're covered uh, for a particular reason during a, a particular season in your life. It's, it's birthed in you, but it has, just has not been presented yet. See, Jesus was born and then wrapped in swaddling clothes, but he hadn't been presented yet. And so that may that may be the, the, the case for you. Your greatness is there. God has birthed that greatness, that vision, that ministry, that assignment, the um, uh, the uh, organization, your spiritual gifts, um, your talents, your abilities may be birthed on the inside of you. But because it's not time or it's not the season for the, for you to be presented yet, people see you in swaddling clothes, if you will, clothes that don't really represent who you really are or give anybody any indication of who you really are. Okay, and so one of the gr- secrets of the uncommon life is finding your greatness and finding out what your greatness is. So remember, God never gives up on you. God never quits looking at you. So tonight, you want I want you to, we're going to give you the first six keys in looking at yourself to recognize uh, your personal greatness. And so before we get into those keys, I'm going to give you some some um, basic information so you'll know what it is I'm talking about when I talk about the greatness uh, in the um, in the body of Christ. You know, so when you look throughout uh, the scriptures, you know, uh, we find examples of greatness. We find people who had great faith. We find people who had great endurance. We find people who had great gifts. We, ha- we find uh, there were people who had great influence, and we find people who had great wisdom. And all of those things are... Okay, there were some technical difficulties. Okay, so as we talk about um, uh, the things that are the greatness that's found in the Bible, we have some great faith, we have great endurance, we have great gifts, we have great influence, and great wisdom. And all of those things are still possible today. So your greatness, the greatness that's on the inside of you may be different from the greatness that's on the inside of someone else. And so... Testing. Hopefully you can hear me. So the greatness on the inside of you may be different from the greatness that's on the in, the inside of someone else. And so the important thing is to find your greatness, um, that the greatness that's on the inside of you, and actually begin to walk in uh, in that. So let's look at some general facts about um, greatness. And if you're taking notes, now the first thing I want to talk to you, the first fact I want to give you, and these are not the keys. This is extra that I'm giving you so that you can have some understanding about greatness. Number one, greatness is not the absence of weakness. Of, of weakness. So everyone has a weakness. You know, the Bible tells us in Job uh, chapter 32, verse 9, it says this. Job said, great men are not always wise. And so all of us have a weakness somewhere. And all of our weaknesses may be different. So because you have a weakness doesn't mean that God has not purposed your life for greatness. It doesn't mean that you don't have potential because there's a weakness there in your life. Um, 
you are more than a conqueror. You can be an overcomer. You can have the victory through Christ Jesus. But um, greatness is not the absence of weakness. That's number one. Number two, greatness is often camouflaged. And we talked about that. So remember, it's camouflaged sometimes because all men fall, you know, um, uh, the, the great ones get back up. You know, all men fall, but the great ones get back up. You know, sometimes we could get knocked down with a great blow, an unexpected blow. You could find yourself saying something that you probably thought you would never say. Uh, you find yourself doing things that you probably thought you would never do, going places that you thought you would never go, uh, 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 in relationships with ty- certain types of people that you thought you would never be in a relationship with. What determines whether or not you can flow in greatness is if you get back up. You may make a fall, but great people get back up. So just because um, it's camouflaged, maybe there's something going on right now that you haven't overcome, that you haven't been delivered from, greatness is still on the inside of you. Pray for your deliverance so it will no longer be camouflaged. Don't let the enemy rob you of living the most fulfilled life you could possibly live because that because there's something camouflaging the greatness on the inside of you. People may see you in um, the place where you're struggling or they may see what your issues are, but that's not your greatness. That may be where your struggle is, but it's not your greatness. So don't let your issues clothe you for a long period of time, and certainly don't let your issues define who you are or uh, shape or uh, characterize you to the place where you cannot um, uh, be delivered from that or or think that you can't be delivered from it. Okay, then number three, uh, what you respect is what you will attract. So, so what you respect will come towards you. What you don't respect will move away from you. So it doesn't matter what um, the situation is, what the circumstances are. So if you want to be great and you want to fulfill the greatness, excuse me, that God has called your life to, then you're going to have to respect those who are doing great things. You're going to have to respect the great leaders that we have in the body of Christ, the great uh, Christian business owners that we have, the great uh, the great uh, Christian um, community organizers that we have. You're going to have to respect them if you want greatness to come um, your to come your way. And so that's what you're going to have to do. And then number four is greatness is when someone walks away from the temptation of pleasure to protect their integrity. So. If you want to make sure that you're walking in greatness, you're going to have to position yourself or make up in your mind that you're always going to guard your integrity, that you want to be a person of integrity, you want to be a loyal person, a faithful person, but you want to walk in integrity. So don't allow yourself to be put in a place where your integrity um, uh, uh, you'll get, will be um, minimized or diminished because you couldn't walk away from the temptation. Always put your integrity first and you will continue to do great things. Because if you don't walk in integrity and then something happens, then what will happen is people will not have faith in you and they won't trust what you're saying or what you're doing. So make sure that you are um that you walk away from the temptation that will inter- that will hinder um your integrity and make sure that you protect your integrity. Okay, and then the last thing, fact that I want to tell you is that greatness is when someone is willing to confront 
an enemy nobody else wants to fight. It was David that went and confronted Goliath when nobody else wanted to fight Goliath. So your greatness on the inside of you is the, the thing that God has imparted to you that solves a problem in someone else's life that they don't want to confront. It brings a solution to a problem. It brings an answer to a question. It goes to battle on somebody else's behalf. If your greatness, you are doing great things when you are willing to confront an enemy or confront an issue that no one else wants to front. And that's one of the ways that you can determine what it is that God has assigned you to do. What is it that you're willing to go to bat for? What is it that you're willing to fight for? What is it that you, you know, that, that when you see the hurt and pain in someone else, that you're willing to stand up to help um, on that person's behalf? That's when your greatness is showing up in your life. That's when greatness is showing up um, in your life. All right? And so now let's talk about the first six keys in recognizing um, uh, personal greatness. Um, so if you're taking notes, I want you to uh, write these down. Um, number one, you contain an uncommon treasure. Remember that you contain an uncommon treasure. There is something specifically that God has placed on the inside of you. We know that we all have kindred spirit. We are like-minded with one faith, one baptism, and we serve. Those of us who are Christians serve one God. But there is something that is uncommon that God has placed on the inside of you. It is um, it's un- invisible. People can't really see it, but it's certainly irrefutable. No one can ever say that there's not something unique about you. All right, you you know it's your difference. It's your dominant gift, and it's the magnet that draws others towards you. So it's important if you want to walk in greatness to know what that is. That's why I told you earlier. I said one of the greatest um, things, uh, one of the secrets of the uncommon life is finding your greatness. And you find your greatness when you discover what your dominant gift, what your dominant gifts are, what your dominant gift is, depending on how God has blessed you. And it's also determined by what what is the difference between you and someone else. It doesn't make you any better or any less. It just simply makes you different. So you need to know what is that unique, uncommon treasure. That God has placed on the inside of you And that is what you walk in Because there is where you find your greatness uh, Principle number two uh, for for uh, Well before we go on to principle number two Let me give you some more To help you uh, with um, principle number one Let me give you a scripture I like to always give you scripture Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says uh, But we have this treasure In earthen vessels That is the excellency of the power of the power that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It is your greatness, but it's by the power of God and not by any power that you have within your within yourself. It's an uncommon treasure and it's in an earthen vessel, but it is it's manifested through the power by the through and by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. God knows it. He created you. He always uh uh he has always known the invisible purpose of which you were created. Again, like I said, it's up to us to discern what it is that God wants to do in our lives, with our lives. And the first thing that we have to do is learn to hear his voice. We have to learn to recognize God's voice in order to do that. Samson, when he was a young boy, God was calling him, and he kept getting up running to Eli because that's the voice he was familiar with. So he was being trained at that time, but he had not learned to recognize 
the voice of God. So when when Eli realized who was calling Samuel, I mean, he told him, go lie back down. And when you hear it again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears or your servant is, listens, depending on your translation. So you have to learn to hear God's voice. You have to learn to recognize his voice and, and know when his voice is calling you or speaking to you, and you say, yes, Lord, speak. And when he said that is when God gave him all of the instructions for that season, told him what he was going to do with his life and what, and what was going to take place with him and what was going to happen with him. So in order for you to, to discern what God, the greatness that God, God has placed on the inside of you, you have to learn to hear his voice. And when you learn to hear his voice, Jesus, uh, you will be able to discern that. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice and no strange one will they follow. If you're struggling with learning how to recognize and hear God's voice, don't do anything. Don't step out in your calling. Uh, don't open a business. Don't do anything. Don't try to do a commu- uh, an organization of any kind. Don't do anything until somebody takes you under their wings and mentors you as Samuel was mentored by Eli and teaches you how to hear God's voice. That's what the fivefold ministry is for, for the perfecting of the saints, for the works of ministry. We're supposed to teach you how to hear God's voice and how to answer the call of God on your life. So, again, principle number one for tonight, tonight, you contain an uncommon treasure. Principle number two, your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. You know, there's a verse um, in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, that says, before I formed you, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet until the nations. Uh, Some translations said, it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. God knew you before you came to earth. And he had a purpose for you. He sanctified you for a reason. And that's the greatness on the inside of you. And I'm going to use greatness with, the, with um, a synonymous with calling, assignment, life's purpose. So that's your greatness. If God knew before you came to earth what he has purposed your life to do. And he knew exactly who he assigned you to. For Jeremiah, he said you are, the prop, you are a prophet to the nation. For you, he may be saying something else. For you, he might be saying, you are the business owner for people who are looking. You're the grocery store owner for those who are looking to buy groceries. For you, it may be you're the counselor for someone who needs to talk about their troubles. For you, it may be that you're, you're the retailer for someone who needs clothing and jewelry or shoes or whatever it may be. It may You're the supervisor that these, worker need, these workers need because they need somebody who can oversee them in, with integrity and with godly wisdom. So whatever it is that God has called you to, a prophet to the nation, a supervisor to, uh, some, to, to some workers, uh, a business owner to, uh, for people who need to buy uh, something, a retailer for a consumer, whatever it is, a pastor for a congregation, uh, um, a teacher for the body of Christ, those who want to grow spiritually and who want to be, uh, be stronger disciples of Christ. Whatever it is, God said, I, I, I sanctified you in your mother's womb before you ever came here to earth. I already knew what I was going to do with you. He already knew what he was going to do with you. And so you have to believe that. You have to believe that God has a purpose for your life. And he knew it before you. God is not, God is not confused. 
about what he wants you to do. He's not confused about who you are. He's not, you know, he didn't just luck up on you. He knew you before you came here to earth. So that's number two. Your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. Isn't that awesome? So no matter it's just no matter what has happened in your life so far, your assignment was 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 there, was decided in your mother's womb. No matter it doesn't matter if you got off track, it doesn't matter if the enemy blocked something or tried to uh, get you to turn around or away from God or away from your purpose. It was decided in your mother's womb. And when you say yes to God, the decision that was made in your mother's womb will manifest in your life today. So number three, the, the uh, number three is you're not an accident waiting to happen. And that's basically what that complements what I was just saying. You're not an accident waiting to happen. You know, um, Proverbs, not Proverbs, I'm sorry, um, Psalm 139, verse 14. And if you really want to know, uh, before I read this verse, if you're doing some personal soul searching and you really want to know about how God created you, read Psalm 139 in its entirety. Study it for yourself. So if you're at that place, as I said earlier, you don't know how to recognize God's voice, go to Psalm 139 until you find a mentor and study Psalm 139 over and over again and get it in your spirit that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knows all about you. That's Psalm 139. So Psalm 139 verse 14 says this, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. You're going to have to believe that scripture if you're going to do great things. If you don't believe that you're worthy, if you don't believe that you're valuable, if you don't believe that God uh, can use you to do some great things or use you to do some, uh, special things in the earth today, then you will not be able to walk in your greatness. So if you're struggling with that, again, take Psalm 129 and do a study on it. Study it in depth. Pray and seek the face of God and ask God to speak to you and clear your mind about the doubts you have from the uh, clear your mind free from the doubts that you have about yourself and begin to see yourself the way God sees you and then you will know that you have been purposed for great things. Principle number four, everything inside of you is known, treasured, and intended for full use by the creator. So since he knows everything about you and that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, then God knows that everything that's on the inside of you and it was what he placed on the inside of you is purpose for something great. So we're in Psalm 139 verse 14, go right to verse 15 and here's what it says. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and wondrously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. So everything that's on the inside of you, God knows about it because he is your creator. So there's nothing uh, in you that God doesn't know that's in you. Even those things, those, um, uh, let's say, um, ungodly things or maybe some dirty type, if you will, uh, sinful or dirty things that are there that you need to be delivered from, he knows they're there. And he's there waiting for you to yield yourself so that you can be delivered from those things. So he can replace it with his righteousness. So that you can walk upright before him and walk in the steps he's ordered for your life and begin to do greater work with your life than what you're doing right now. So principle number four is everything inside of inside you is known, treasured, and intended for full use by your creator. Number five, 
your flaws do not necessarily prevent God from using you. Keep that in mind. The enemy will try to convince you and trick you and make you think because you fell short yesterday, God's not going to use you. Well, look what you've been doing for the last few months. You haven't even been going to church. All sorts of things. Try to convince you that, oh, you you um, you 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 stoop too low right now. You'll never be forgiven for this. That's not true. The enemy is a liar. So don't believe the voice of the enemy. Trust in the voice of God and the word of God. God, even with your flaws, your flaws does not necessarily prevent God from using you. Remember I said earlier, you know, all men fall. And there were some great people uh, in the Bible who fell, but God still used them. Some of them, the unique thing, thing about them was that they repented. Remember when David fell? Uh, uh, committed that sin with Bathsheba and God had to send the prophet Nathan to him to talk to him about that when he when, when, when he thought nobody knew about it, not even God and Nathan came and started talking to him and asking him a question and then he said what would you do with David? Oh I'll put that man to death and then Nathan said that man is you and immediately the Bible says that David repented. Not one time in the word of God do we ever read where he stopped being king that he got sent down for 30 days or anything like that. Not that anything is wrong with that. Because we need to know what times that we're living in. And in some situations in the time that we live in, people do need to be corrected and they need to be set down for a season. But David had an immediate repentance. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't prideful. He wasn't um, uh, blatantly disrespectful to the prophet. He acknowledged that it was him and he repented. And he continued to be king. And so that's how you and I have to be. It's when we mess up, when we fall short, we got to repent before God. We have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge it. And I know it's hard sometimes in certain situations, but you got to muster up the strength of God on the inside of you and repent. And so God can and go on, so God can use you. He had to suffer some consequences as a result, but he never stopped being king. That greatness that was on the inside of David was not diminished. It wasn't taken from him. He repented and he kept being king. And if so, whatever your flaws are, flaws flaws are, you need to start working on being delivered from them and perfecting them. In some cases, they need to. Uh, there are certain areas of your life that be need to be uh, perfected. And what I mean by that, matured, because sometimes you mess up because you're imma- spiritually immature in a certain area. So you have to grow in God's grace and knowledge so that you can grow up in Him and do the right thing. And so, we in Psalm one thirty nine, we read verse verse fourteen. We read 15, now here is 16 to help us with principle number 5. And verse 16 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance was fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So because you have some flaws, doesn't mean that uh, your flaws don't prevent God from using you. Your Your flaws do not prevent God from from using you. And right there, I want to actually stop uh, before I do the last uh, principle, uh, before I do principle uh, number six, I want to stop right there and I want to um, tell you about two things that are happening uh, real soon. Coming up this uh, Tuesday, September the 6th, as we're talking about um, uh, God, your flaws uh, will not prevent God from using you. I have a very special uh, free uh, 60 minute high content um, seminar, uh, teleseminar that I'm going to do um, on Tuesday and it's called 7 Phases 
of becoming a strong leader. Seven phases of becoming a strong leader. And uh, the you know, if, uh, if you are in that place where you want God to use you or you have a desire to be used by God, to be a leader in the body of Christ, in the community, in the business uh, world, then I want you to please register for this free 60-minute high-content call. You know, um, one of the things I've learned over the years of ministry is that the greatest thing you could ever do in understanding your calling is to develop and grow so that you can live your life for the benefit of others. Now, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to believe that because we're called to the five-fold ministry office or some other area uh, in ministry or because God gives us a vision, business vision or he gives us uh, an assignment that we're already perfected or matured for that office or assignment, and that's not the case. As I gave you with the example of Samuel, he was a young boy. He answered the call, but he still had to go back or stay with Eli to be trained for what God um, what God had called him to. And so this particular free teleseminar on next Tuesday, September the 6th at 6 p.m. Central Time, um, it's called Seven Phases of Being a Strong Leader. Um, and during that call, I'm going to teach you how to be a strong leader in ministry, in business, to live the life that you're called to. And so what you're going to learn in that, in that, during that 60 minutes, you're going to learn how your purpose is fulfilled when you benefit others. You're going to learn how God uses preparation for your first and future opportunities in ministry and business. You know, when those doors open, it's because you you were prepared to walk. You you had already prepared to walk through that door. So your season of preparation, God uses your preparation for uh, your first and your future opportunities in ministry, in business, in your community. And then I'm going to learn some leadership principles that will keep you focused and successful. So it's happening next Tuesday, September the 3rd at 6 p.m. Central Time. You can go to my website, um, www.gingerlondon.com, and on the homepage you will uh, see a little write-up about the uh, seven phases of uh, the seven phases to becoming a strong leader, and you it'll tell you click here to register, and you just register for the free call. It's a free call; it's no cost to you, but it's going to be high content. Um, you will be blessed. I'm going to give you uh, really valuable information if you are, are uh, just starting in ministry, or if you want to take your leadership um, potential to another level. This call is for you. So if you know someone, be sure to re- to. Uh, Refer them over to the website so that they can register for the upcoming call. And so I promise you, if you give me 60 minutes of your time, you know, you'll get great content and you'll get leadership tips and strategies that you'll be able to implement right away in your ministry, in your life, in your business. And so that's the first thing that happens on September the uh, 6th. And then on starting September 26th, uh, Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. It's going to start um, on September the 26th, and that's going to be every Thursday, September 26th through November the 14th, weekly, every Thursday for 90 minutes. We're going to be on the call in a a seminar training series, and um, uh, I'm going to be talking to you about understanding your calling, um, and I'm going to help you to understand the call of God on your life and to give you the exact steps that you need uh, need to use to break through any self-imposed barriers that keep you uh, running from the call 
Um, it's going to help you increase uh, your God confidence. It's going to help you to monetize your message. Uh, how to actually begin to create products so you can reach people globally and um, and put a struggle to, the, to an end to the struggle. You know, a lot of people know that they're called to do great things, but they're struggling because they don't know where to go. So if you sense the call of God on your life, if you believe that God has destined your life to do great things, if you want to know what your spiritual gifts are, um, if you want to discover God's call on your life, if you want to develop your strengths and your gifts to focus them around your purpose, and if you want to uh, deliver your gift globally, then I want to encourage you to um, register uh, for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. Uh, you do not want to miss the boot camp. Uh, I did a special pricing for you. It's $225 for the eight weeks course, and I've also uh, included what I call my um, uh, God's, uh, God's Grace Tuition Program. That's the payment plan where you can actually um, make $82, uh, uh, three easy installments of $82 uh, per month uh, to cover. Uh, the the tuition and so I try to make it easy for you so that you can actually take this. A lot of times we don't invest in ourselves, and there are people out there who are called to ministry, uh, have a call to a business assignment, or have been given a business vision, or they've been uh, called to the community in some capacity to be a leader in the community representing God. And we sometimes people don't go get trained because they don't know where to go. So thank God for technology. It makes it possible for me to reach out to you globally and bring you all into one setting uh, through uh, the phone lines and through uh, the Internet where you can actually receive um, the teaching that I'm going to be doing. You can actually have me as your teacher and learn how to understand your calling. And so some of the things, uh, so if you go to the website again, you'll learn a little bit more about it. But understanding your calling, you will learn how to hear God's voice. Speaking to you, I would teach you how to recognize God's voice. Um, you will learn how to discover and discern who you really are. You will learn how to transform the image you have of yourself because sometimes you don't walk in your greatness because of the because of what you uh, think about yourself and because of the way you see yourself. And so you don't walk in your greatness. Um, you will learn how to trans. Uh, you you will learn how to shift the way you think about being aligned to your purpose. You know, um, sometimes we try to put our purpose on the background. You put your purpose uh, in the background or on the back burner, and you do something else, and every once in a while you dibble and dabble in your purpose, and you try to figure out why your life is not fulfilled. It's because you haven't aligned um, your belief system or what you believe about being called or assigned to your purpose, that God, to the purpose that God is place in your life. And so you're going to learn so much more. You're going to learn how to clarify your ministry vision and focus. You're going to learn how to carry out God's vision for your life. You're going to learn how to grow towards spiritual maturity, developing um, uh, as uh, the discipline and structure to do greater works in ministry. You know, and so you're going to learn about the characteristics of Christian leadership. So that starts on September 26th. That's Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. And right before the boot camp, next Tuesday, September the 6th, seven phases of becoming a strong leader, that's a free teleseminar course. And so those are the two things uh, that I wanted to tell you about uh, before we finish up on uh, today's program. And so let's go back again. You can go to uh, gingerlondon.com and find out some more information uh, about that, about those two um, 
uh, opportunities. And, and, and please, please register for them both. Okay? And so um, that's uh, it. So I'm going to go back over uh, principles one through five uh, for, with you. Number one is you uh, contain an uncommon treasure. Don't forget that. You contain an uncommon treasure. Number two, your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. Number three, you're not an accident waiting to happen. Psalm 139, verse 14. And number four, everything inside of you is known, treasured, and intended for full use by your creator. And uh, number five, your flaws do not necessarily prevent God from using you. And key number six, as we close tonight, and we'll finish up tomorrow with the last six, your very existence ex- excites God. Your very existence excites God. So Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18 says this. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the, than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Now, can you imagine that? Wow, the thoughts of God towards you. He's excited about you being here. So that's why you have to get excited about God having purposed your life to do something great. Picture um, an author writing a book and he, you know, um, he, he's created it and then he's excited about uh, whether or not anyone else, um, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's excited about whether anyone else or not is, is, you know, is going to read it. And so he creates it with the, with the intent of drawing people to it. You know, and so that's what God has done. He created you, and you have something on the inside of you that would draw people towards you because his he has given you a potential that can do great things in the earth, and he's excited about that and so I want to encourage you to get become excited about God being excited about you and then releasing yourself to hear from God what he wants to do with your life. When you can get excited about hearing from God, then you can get excited about doing great things for God. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. Once again, the, the six uh, key keys tonight that I gave you recognize and personal great, greatness. Number one, you contain an uncommon treasure. Number two, your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. Number three, you are not an accident waiting to happen. Number four, everything inside of you is known, treasured, and and intended for full use by your creator. Number five, your flaws do not necessarily prevent God from using you. And number six, your very existence excites God. How awesome and wonderful is that? Your very existence excites God. I want to encourage you to get excited about your life. There's some great things in store for it. And again, if you're not real sure, or if you're uh, struggling in that area of understanding your calling, I want to encourage you, go to my website, gingerlondon.com, and register for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. It starts September 26th through November the 14th, eight weeks weekly with me, and I'm going to teach you how to understand your calling, how to recognize the voice of God. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts, and then I'm going to talk to you about, in today's time, how you can move in the potential that God has placed on the inside of you. God has given us so many different ways to do it now. Thank God 
for technology. While some of you are sitting at home waiting for open doors, you don't realize that the open door is right in front of you, the computer, the telephone. Come on, we got to use this. Got to make use of modern technology. You can reach people globally now, and then, and you know that you could not have done not even 15 years ago, not even eight years ago, or or 10 years ago. We can do more now with the internet and with computers and telephones than just uh, today than we could do just 10 years ago. Think about it. Just 10 years ago. We couldn't even do some of the things that we're doing today. So if you know that God has called your life to do greater work and to do great things, and you know specifically what your assignment is, but you need someone to help you in uh, understanding your assignment and walking out um, the purpose that God has ordained for your life, go to gingerlondon.com, and I want you to actually register for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. Look on it. There's on the registration and information page all the information you need. Read up on it and then register. It's two twenty five for the entire boot camp, and then if if you need a payment plan, there is a payment plan of eighty two dollars per month for three easy payment installments, um, and that will help. If that if that's what you need, do it. Make the investment in yourself. It's worth it. I promise you would not be disappointed. I'm going to have some great content. I'm going to teach you how to do some things. I'm going to give you the information that you need, teach you how to get set up in ministry, how to do things um, in ministry, register for Understanding Your boot, uh, understanding your Calling Boot Camp, starting September 26th. This is Minister Ginger London. God bless you. I'm so excited um, that you are on with me. I look forward to uh, meeting with you on tomorrow. Share this uh, uh, share this particular show with a friend who maybe wasn't able to get on the call tonight. Share it with somebody. Stay connected with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm going to post this replay on all three of those social sites. So if you know someone, retweet, share it on Facebook, forward it on uh, LinkedIn. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Stay connected. This is Minister Ginger London. God bless you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.